0: You're listening to the SLT Podcast, a resource to encourage and equip Liberty Christian school families for a Christ-centered
1: life. All right. Let's get this over with. Ah! What you kinda
2: got scared.
1: Whoa. You good? Yeah. Okay. This episode of the SLT Podcast is brought to you by Imago Quill. Whether it's seasonal allergies, the winter flu, or the fall of man, we all struggle and could use some help getting through those tougher days. Recommended by a very accomplished doctor named Luke, author of the book, Luke. Imago Dayquil is here to help you get your body in order. We're not saying that this is a healing miracle in a bottle, but if you use code SLTPODCAST at checkout, the discount you'll get will be supernatural. And if you've been having trouble getting that good Sabbath rest at night, make sure you try their nighttime version, Adanaquil. Guaranteed to make you sleep so well, you could lose a rib and not even notice. Plus, if you're not a fan of that nasty medicine taste, and (laughs) who is... It even comes in soothing cherry flavor that is made in the image of tasty. Imago Dayquil. Stop the sniffles and the sins.
2: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Not a real sponsor. Oh, I thought I felt like I was really real. Very real. We get a cut of that for sure, right? right? Golly.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to the SLT podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Courtney. And I'm Timo. And we finally did it in the right order. Yeah. And it's over. Yeah. We are back to serve our amazing Liberty families with another episode where we are discussing a very important topic about redefining the idea of success. So this is a bit of a heavy topic. So we thought we'd start with a fun little icebreaker, you know, as we do, Mm -hmm. as we do, as per usual. So the question for the table for the SLT today is do you have a memory from your childhood of something that you won as a kid? A competition, maybe a tournament where you got a trophy or something that you were super proud of, but now realize maybe uh, wasn't the coolest thing ever? Wasn't as cool as you felt in the moment? Mm.
2: I'll kick us off here. Um, well, I as far as awards are going, or speaking, um, got the typing award whenever i was in middle school but i'm still very proud of that and Mm. so that's not going to be my answer what was your
0: word type um per minute
2: i don't know i need to but sometimes whenever i need to wake up or i just like need to refocus i still play like look those up on google and you just do typing tests do y'all do that nope no
0: sure don't Mm. anybody else out there yeah you're my people make sure to email Courtney.crinshaw at my lcs if you also go online. Yeah. Send me yeah. a, a screenshot
2: of your words, words per, per minute, minute. <laughs> and we can you know start a little competition going on. Hmm. So that is not the one that I you know look back on and I'm a little bit embarrassed. Instead, I'm going to say, probably at the time I felt like it was a mm. success. Was um, I wrote a what I would have called a book whenever I was in mm-hmm. lower school. I mm-hmm. know Taylor, you have some kids that love you know writing books and they things. Um, I remember very vividly working on it. Often, and would type it on our computer, and it was long. It had all these different sections, a storyline, and it was all written in Comic Sans font.
0: That's amazing! Oh, I knew you would like that. Uh, I knew you would so like good. that. Oh um, and God. I was really, Sans.
2: really proud of it <laughs> at the time, and uh put again a lot of effort into it. And I remember a couple years ago, I was going through like one of those memory boxes my parents kept, and found it, and it was just. Maybe I burned it. I, have, I, I know uh, I didn't, <laughs> but it was so cringy. I was like, how did uh, I, how was I so proud of this? You know, this is not, wasn't as successful as I thought it was. I
1: just want to make this clear to all of our listeners. Comic Sans is the cringiest of fonts. Such, And if you are using Curls? it on, no, Curls MT has some uses practically, <laughs> but Comic Sans, it was the death of graphic design. And I will stand by that and die on that hill. Did you just delete all of the notes?
2: Mm -mm. It's just loading. It
1: really seems like you did, though. (laughs) It really does seem like you deleted every... Okay, let's... We're... uh, That's a lot of comic sans that she just... (sighs) Courtney Crenshaw. Happy birthday to Courtney, by the way. Just turned 27 years old. Yeah, the mischievous years. And you you couldn't tell. You really couldn't tell.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means.
0: Sam, do you have a time in your childhood that you won something
1: or succeeded Uh, in something that you're proud of? Yeah, absolutely. Participation trophies, which um, I know are a spicy (laughs) topic, but are garbagio in my mind. Um, I remember that I really wanted to quit Little League Baseball, but my parents gave me a talking to, and I decided to not. I said, okay, I'll finish the season. And so I ended up, you know, we won, I think, like fourth or fifth place in the little tournament that we did. And they mm. had little trophies for us. And I remember, even as a kid, before this became like a whole big topic, just as me as a kid, I was like, why are we getting a trophy? <laughs> and I just looked you at it. You knew
2: something and, was off. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, there were a few kids in my team that were stoked about it. Like, yeah, we get it. And I was, I was looking like, why?
2: Mm. I was like,
1: I think I actually tried to give it to one of the kids that actually had won, you know, like third place. I was like, I think they give us your trophies, bro. But uh, <laughs> yeah, stuck with that. And then I quit the next year, though. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Perseverance.
0: Exactly,
1: (laughs) limited perseverance. Limited, yes. Mm. Um, So when I was seven
0: or eight years old, we had uh, family reunions. uh, And so they were out in West Texas and we had these, you know, family reunion games. I don't know if you ever did that as a kid, but we would do like the stereotypical like yard games. Uh, And so one of those was, we legit got like old bean cans attached to string that you would wear Mm -hmm. as your shoes. You know, you put your feet on top and you'd have like a race around the house.
2: Naturally, right? sure,
0: everybody does that. And so and at the end, you know you would get trophies. Like they bought small little trophies and ribbons oh, for sweet. like people and stuff like that. That's so. Fun. And I'm going against like eight nine year olds, and again, I'm like six or seven, sure. And so I'm not as fast as them, uh, but I really want to win. and mm-hmm. I was really competitive. and so we start running, and I make it probably twenty, twenty paces or so, and I fall. Oof, mm-hmm. they they come off my feet, and it, I mean, you're like, what, you're really high off the ground. That's like a, a good four inches. <laughs> You know, yeah. but like as a kid, you know, you're wearing like high heeled shoes yeah. with um, strings on them. And so, but you're supposed to run around the house. I fall, I trip, I start crying. Okay, mm-hmm. successfully, mm-hmm. success mind you, because this right. is a success story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was so upset that I didn't win because I really wanted a trophy, and I threw a fit to uh, like my second removed whatever cousin. Mm-hmm. You know, a great. Well, I, don't, I didn't know this person very well, uh, but she was part of my family, and mm. so and she was like, "Sweetie, it's okay, it's okay. I'm sure we have a trophy here." And so they <laughs> go in. Oh boy. They so you go. The
2: opposite <laughs> of Sam's story. Yeah. So, yeah, I really wanted a yeah.
0: trophy. <laughs> Uh, and she digs around into like these old cardboard boxes and pulls out a like company businessman of the year from like nineteen eighty something that like some <laughs> so uncle won. Than the other prizes. Yeah, that's yeah. kinda cool actually. That, like, somebody won back in like the eighties, like somebody. And she it. gave that to me.
2: Wow. And so
0: my trophy was bigger than everybody Wait, else's. That's,
2: that's the one that's in your office, isn't it? <laughs> yes.
0: So that's my success story.
1: Well, Taylor, I just want to praise you for a great story. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Great story. Successful? Yeah. yeah,
1: very <laughs> successful story. Yeah. I was I was
0: probably the youngest businessman of the year, I would assume. Congratulations. Yeah, thank like, you. I'm
1: just sh- you can't hear the handshake. It that was a good one. Right now, but yeah, firm congrats. like a good businessman. <laughs> <laughs> of the year. Um, well, switching gears. Yeah. Speaking of um, praising accomplishments. Um, so our topic today, what we mean by redefining success is that we notice in our culture here at Liberty, but moreover, just sort of the worldly culture that we live in, that we're a very success-driven culture. And because of that, um, we fall into the trap of praising accomplishments in our kids instead of their character traits, instead of who they are. And um, there can just be some serious consequences to that for families. So um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And kind of just let me paint a picture
0: of where we're going with this. So... Imagine this is it. The time has come. um, You and your spouse are now getting back in the car to drive home uh, after helping your child get their dorm room finished for college. They're no longer under your roof, your supervision, your immediate influence, and they are ready to fly from the nest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, here's the question Mm -hmm. that we have to ask ourselves as parents, um, as a community... Were your 18 years of parenting a success? Who has your child become because of your investment in them over this time? What desires, motives, characteristics, and traits do your kids have? And how are you instrumental in developing them? Mm -hmm. And so at the end of our time as parents, how did our time, our money, and effort in all of these years, reflect what we think is important. Mm. So the question underlying this whole podcast is, what does success
1: mean to you? Well, that's awesome, Taylor. And again, why this is something that can be concerning is there are basically two different definitions of success in our culture. And one is the world's definition, and then there's the biblical definition. So I think the worldly, secular definition of success, it sort of looks like this. Um, you make straight A's in school. Yep. Loaded up trophy case, you know, whatever your sports, whatever your things are. At home, it's filled up with all your accomplishments, mm-hmm. ribbons, trophies. Um, you get accepted into your big dream college, mm-hmm. 4.0 GPA. Or higher. Then, or even <laughs> if, if possible. I mean, it better be. Uh, then you begin the American dream where you get out of college, a high paying job. Mm-hmm. Um, you get promoted to the top in that job. You get super rich. Buy a big house, white picket fence, Mm -hmm. golden doodle, obviously. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Get a really nice car or two or three. Um, Get married, start a family, and then your kids start getting straight A's when they're in school. Your kids get loaded up trophy cases in their activities. Your kids get accepted into the big dream college, and the cycle just continues and continues and continues. And does that point to a lot of worth? Does, From the biblical perspective, does that point to something that's... You know, really meaningful.
2: Yeah. And I think on the flip side of that, what we want to talk about too is what is the biblical definition of success. And the Bible verse that we really wanted to focus on with this is Philippians 3, 7 through 9. And in it, this is what Paul says. He says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. And so, um, even hearing these different things, I think a lot of Listeners would see the world's definition of success and be like, oh gosh, are we putting them on those things on blast? Are those bad? Um, Is this in complete opposition to the biblical definition of success? So, is it actually wrong for us to be wanting our kids to work hard to be successful with their grades, activities, and careers? Like, is all worldly success bad? What do you guys think about that?
0: That's a huge question because knowing our audience, like being at Liberty Christian, like we know that like our families and parents are very successful Mm -hmm. in what they do. Uh, I know that this podcast is going through the speakers uh, to men and women who are very accomplished. Um, who have worked really hard for what they have and want their children uh, to be able to have the best opportunity for their success in life as well. Mm -hmm. And that comes out of a attitude of love for their kid and wanting to set them up to succeed um, and to have a good life. And so that's a really good question. And and I think the simple answer, and I think you hopefully know it is Mm -hmm. no, like there isn't anything wrong with having worldly success. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing wrong with getting a good job out of college and finding a spouse and Mm -hmm. having a family and having and wanting your family to be good and do things with excellence. Like we see biblical precedent um, in pursuing things with excellence to the glory of God. Um, like I want those things for my kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want them to do well in school. I want them to do well in sports if that's what they want to do. Like I want them to put forth effort. Uh, but the issue comes from whenever that becomes the focus of our lives. Like right. that is yeah. the number one thing that we yeah. are pursuing and our value comes from being successful. Yeah. Like, what do y'all think about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I want my future kids to be successful in terms of, you know, I want them to make good grades. I I want them to be smart. I want them to be good at what they're passionate about, whether that's sports or fine arts or both mm-hmm. or all, I want them to be successful at a career that they're passionate about. I mean, I I want those things for them, but it's why do I want those things for them that I think is that kind of matters. And I just want to, again, just reiterate what Taylor said of like, this is this is not like a conviction thing. This is more of a heart check moment of saying like success and not is not bad, even by the worldly standard. It's just saying what is the motive behind it? Like, why do you want your kids and yourself to be successful? Because worldly success can have a lot of practical benefits for the kingdom. Absolutely. Um, if you're successful, you have more influence. Yep. You know, your circle of influence increases. Um, you have more resources to bless people with. Like, there's all kinds of ways. Like, we just had Giving Day here at Liberty. And, man, without those financial resources is a blessing, like, mm-hmm. that's how we're able to do so much of the kingdom work that we do here. So yeah. Yeah. those are huge benefits from the um, Christ-like standpoint. It's just a heart-check thing of saying, When we fall into the trap of allowing personal value and worth um, to be attached to those accomplishments Mm -hmm. and those success, um, that is when we have just stepped away from kind of the biblical view and the biblical definition, knowing that our value comes from Christ and what he's done for us, not anything that we could ever do. And so I think a verse that really helps
0: with this is whenever we look at Matthew chapter 16, uh, verse 26, it says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole world, right? That sounds awesome. Like you have everything you could ever want, every desire, mm-hmm. everything you set out to accomplish, you've gotten, but forfeits his soul. What shall a man give and return for his soul? Mm-hmm. And so what's your life worth? What is your soul worth? And so when we chase after finding our worth and value here in this world, it's always going to come up empty. It's never going to satisfy. And also it says that we will forfeit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want that for my kids. Like at the end of the day, whenever my kids turn 18 and they go to a and i A&M, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, whenever, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but whenever they leave under our care, whatever they do, um, going out um, from under our roof after my 18 years of spending time with my boys, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to look back and say, I missed it. Mm-hmm. I wasted it. I, I I chased after the things, and I instilled them in, into them things that are not the most important thing.
1: Yeah, right. They'll be good Aggies. <laughs> be the few. The few.
2: <laughs> and I think oftentimes for our our families and our parents, it's out of a even desire of protection of their kids of, yes, I would want them to experience the success, but I think I've, some of the things that I've seen, um, even with my friends growing up is like parents getting very involved or losing the sight of what their parenting should look like Mm. because they don't want their kids to experience the same things that they did. Like they, it's out of a desire of, I want my kids to stand on my shoulders Mm. and I want them to not have to walk through the difficulty that I walked through or, um, you know, be able to succeed further than I have. And like you're saying, like, it just, it's a subtle shift that slowly, all of a sudden your eyes get, focused on something entirely different. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that we wanna be talking about today of how do we steward the time when we have our children and um, even mm-hmm. for us of getting to come alongside parents of the students in our care, of how can we shape them and develop them to where we're not just focusing on their achievements, um, but really looking at character. Um, so what are some of the ways that y'all have seen in our culture and in our world of ways that accomplishment is being praised instead of character? in a way that's really just not spiritually healthy.
1: Yeah. I think, unfortunately in our, you know, secular business world, there's an idea of success by whatever means necessary, right? Doing whatever it takes to get ahead. And Mm -hmm. that's not just in business. I mean, you see it in professional sports, um, they call they call them loopholes, right? Oh, you mean the Astros?
2: <laughs> whoa, I mean, whoa, you, whoa, whoa. You name it. Uh, I was
1: actually referring to the Patriots. I just caught it like I see this. Um, I'm offended. Yeah. But I mean, it's like literally, no one is under the illusion, It's it's cheating. But they call it, oh, it's just loopholes, though, because they're taking advantage of the way that the rule was written. That's right. And so if you ain't from, cheating, you ain't trying. Exactly. You know I mean? So from the, yes, if your standard of success is whatever it takes to win and get the ring, to get the trophy, to get the job, to get the prize, then good job. You found a way to the top. You found a loophole to take advantage mm-hmm. of. And it doesn't matter that you didn't play by the rules. It doesn't matter that you had to put other people down and push them out of the way to get there. And that's obviously not Christ-like mm-hmm. at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think
0: it's just in in my experience of being a parent and doing parent things where it's like, you go to like parks and stuff to watch Mm -hmm. your kids play on playgrounds that you're too big for. Uh, but you go and you, you you know, you can observe other parents and and how they're engaging with their kids and how they're doing that. And it's like, I've never seen a parent like lose their mind and like congratulate their kid and be like, Oh my goodness, I'm so proud of you for like sharing a toy, like with a person at the park, mm-hmm. or like being kind to someone and like helping them. Like I've never seen a parent go crazy like that. Like I have seen parents go crazy for their kid whenever they hit that home run, mm-hmm. yeah. or whenever they get that good grade, um, whenever right. they do that thing uh, that they accomplish. Rather than praising their character of who they're becoming, I just think that's a consistency thing, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and sadly, on the flip side, that's the praise side. You also see parents lose their mind in a not so good way sometimes. Right, I think mm. we've probably all been to a sports game, you know, like a little league or a kid sports game where you see um, parents that are getting just like mad, getting really upset about the way that the game is being played out and they're yelling at referees or even at kids and like that hurts all of our hearts. You know, mm. it's, it's kind of embarrassing and it's that is a great way to tell have you put a- achievement and accomplishment and success at the top of your priorities if anything gets in the way of that, then, I mean, you can see people lose their mind in a nuclear way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Over something
0: as small as like, you know, a little league baseball game for six-year-olds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you blind?
1: The rep's like a 13-year-old volunteer doing it for like National Honor Society hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was like an
0: umpire when I was like 15 years old yeah. and I was working with parents that I was you know, for seven and eight year olds, I was trying to umpire games as like an insecure little 15 year old be like, that was a ball. Are you cutting my I was like, um, I'm so sorry. That was a strike maybe. Exactly. And then the other one, what are you? Got? And so it was, it was, it was difficult. And it kind of just showed of like what the value of that was. And I could tell like those kids that were playing were getting so embarrassed whenever their dad or their mom was making a really big deal out of it. And they were like, can you just please not? Like <laughs> yeah. they were, they were really embarrassed by that. Yeah. Um, but we actually came across like a Harvard study uh, of 10,000 Okay. Middle school and high school students. That's a lot of kids. (laughs) That's a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. And they found in this study uh, that four out of five of these students answered that they believed that their parents valued achievement more than caring for others.
2: Mm. Oof. Hurts.
0: That's rough. And I I don't think it's necessarily like on the parents' fault. It's kind of like even in the work world, like in the business world you know we we care about your performance yeah. right like yeah. before this i worked at like a cubicle office job and i had performance reviews like every week and mm-hmm. every month i never had a character review <laughs> Right? right. I never had like a workplace environment review of like how you're doing and interacting mm-hmm. with, you know, fellow coworkers. It was how are you contributing to the success of our company? Mm-hmm. Right. Performance review. And that's how I was judged as an employee.
2: Yeah. And it's part of that. It's like what you're saying. It's the kids' perception of what is it that my parents care about? Because if they're only ever talking to me about my performance and what I'm producing in these different areas, but never about my character, then of course that that's what they're going to believe that you care more about.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes too, for me as well as a parent, like I have to just check my heart and whenever Mm. I see my kids acting a certain way that I think is outside of godly character and treating people how we've been called to treat others and the way that we want to be treated that I don't do that out of an embarrassment Mm -hmm. in the moment, like in public, when my kids act in a fool or whatever, Mm -hmm. I don't want to discipline and say, Hey, what are you doing? Because it's embarrassing me, right? right? That like all these other parents are now judging me because of my kid, because Mm -hmm. that reflects my parenting ability. Mm -hmm. And that's why I discipline like that's my heart that I need to adjust because I'm now just trying to like get out of the situation. Not because I care about my kid, but because I care about my reputation in that moment. Right. Right. Uh, and so that's a really big deal. Um, but guys, what do y'all think are like some potential consequences maybe of like putting mm. too much emphasis and pressure because our kids are under a lot of pressure. Okay. Um, right. On being successful or good enough or, and, and modeling those values to our kids.
1: You know, we talked about it in a previous episode, <laughs> how um, students are, are sometimes like it's, it's bizarre to see them like high fiving over getting a low grade Right. Like they think that that's cool. They think that the apathy of like, <laughs> right. what'd you make? Oh, 55. Oh, me too, bro. Ha! <laughs> and, you know, I guess that comes from a sense of like, oh, security. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. the worst, you know, grade in the class or something, but still that's not good. Um, at the same time, being in an education atmosphere, I think all of us have also seen students who they get like an A minus or even a B and you can just see the fear. It's like the worst. They fall apart. You can see the anxiety. You can see the worry on their face. They fall apart because they have not reached the standard of success that they've either placed on themselves or that's being placed on them from an external source. Mm -hmm. So that's absolutely a negative consequence. I mean, imagine that. Imagine your kid getting a 91 instead of a 100 on an assignment and being Heartbroken and being concerned for the rest of the day to where they can't even focus on the rest of their schoolwork. Yeah. Because because they're so concerned about the potential consequences of I didn't make the grade that's expected of me and that therefore is connected to my value and my intelligence as a person. Oh for this sure. means that I am dumb. I don't know a single parent that wants that for their kid, their own child to get not a perfect grade even if it was a failing grade for their kid to say I am dumb because of this grade no one wants that and that's not the point of grades that's certainly not what we do as educators at Liberty and if you go back and selfish plug, listen to
0: our podcast <laughs> on Godly <laughs> Rest. Wink, wink. Nice. Um, we we live in a very performance driven culture. Okay, DFW, yeah. yo, we got a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of like high achieving companies that you guys work for, actually, um, and you're doing amazing <laughs> things, right? <laughs> or own or own or whatever your involvement. Yeah, like you're doing awesome stuff, and it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of energy, um, and we can see like this is affecting. Us. And you can even look at yourself and say, okay, this is probably affecting me maybe in unhealthy ways. Like stress is a real thing.
1: There's definitely um, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional mm-hmm. consequences. Yeah.
0: And I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of studies, you know, around an increase of stress on students Mm -hmm. in knowing that education is different, even from whenever I was in high school and the pressure is different, even from whenever we were in high school on our students. Mm -hmm. And we want our kids to pursue excellence, but we don't want it to be the idol and God that they worship. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, a different way of kind of thinking about consequences and something that just has been on my mind lately is even just for parents a caution to excessive correction and specifically with comparison and the drift that that can create between your relationship with your kids. And I'm sharing this from a place of we talk to students all day long. And so we are hearing some of the, the hurt that they're carrying And even the desire they have to please their parents. And so one of the things that um, I've been thinking about a lot is a discipline situation about their character, which is what we want to focus on, or their personality. And I think a lot of times out of this desire for our kids to be successful and to be different than maybe we are or to Mm -hmm. look a certain way and um, the version of success that we have in our minds, we end up disciplining their personality because it's things that we want to change about them or we try and correct them in those places and areas instead of empowering them to walk in the things that God has given them and um, the the different things that God has put on their heart from a, from a young age even instead of really looking at, okay, what is, um, is this a character situation that I can correct and come alongside them in? And at church, we've been talking a little bit about like we've been calling them turning points, but just different times in our life where something was said to us and it either was a turning point that made us walk more clearly in our calling that in purpose that God has given us or has left us wounded. And the enemy has used that as just his, his ground to then create more lies that continue on kind of in our lives. And you can see this theme going throughout our life. And um, with this too of correction, I think You know, Even if parents, if you think for yourself of your own life and your own story and the turning points that you've had, things that people have said to you, whether it was um, about a way that you should have been performing at a game, Mm. or why can't you just put in the effort that this kid is putting in, or Mm. if only you were more like your sister, or if Mm. only you were more like your brother Mm. um, and did this thing. And even those things that were said in passing. Like I think of my own story and it could be just small comments that were said in passing, but the weight that that can carry when it is something that is um, critical or again, just that comparison can just allow the enemy to have a foothold and keep us from walking closely with the Lord and in God's will. And so that's just a, a small little caution that could be a whole nother conversation, but just of really looking at, okay, when I am stepping into correction and discipline conversations. Like Taylor was saying earlier, is this more for myself and the way that this is perceiving, making other people perceive me, or is this really going to be something that's sharpening my child's character in the way that they are able to pursue Christ and have Christ-like character? Um, And on the flip side of this too I recently talked to a student and got to just encourage them and share with them that some other girls in middle school had just been talking about how they wanted to be friends with that girl because she just didn't talk bad about other people that she was consistent mm. yeah. and she had no idea this was coming. She, had, she wanted to talk to me about something else and it was just the sweetest thing ever for mm. me to get That's to so speak cool. life into her and see her face light up and be like this is I get to participate in hopefully some of these turning points and parents we get to do that for your kids, for your kids' friends, that when you speak life into them, it's a turning point in a completely different way.
1: All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us for the first half of our discussion on redefining success. We'll continue the conversation next time by getting on the solution side of things and answering the question, how do we build a culture where we praise character over accomplishments? Make sure to subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you use so you never miss an episode. And thanks again for listening to the SLT Podcast.
0: Successfully, mm-hmm. successfully mind you, because this right. is a success story. Yeah. yeah.